Yeah, see, Johnny Depp, he's, he's one of my favourite actors. And I know, I've had disagreements with people about this. Personally speaking, I think whenever him, him and Tim Burton work together, they create some kind of fucking magic on screen, which I absolutely love. And I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks, but I thought he was fantastic in Sweeney Todd. Awesome. Oh, we started recording already, by the way. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Welcome to the UHM Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Shane. Welcome to the UHM Podcast. So, yeah, that's a great, I think we got a pretty good intro there, Shane swearing about um, Johnny Depp. Hey, that's cool. As we all do at some point. (laughs) He's fucking awesome. Not only that, the bastard's fucking gorgeous as well, I'm incredibly jealous. (laughs) I don't don't know, I think maybe I'm more of a Ryan Reynolds kind of guy. Really? Hey, this is the first, UHM podcast listeners. We all confess our secret <laughs> homosexual desires. Kurt Russell for me. <laughs> Kurt Russell. He's old, I... like old Kurt Russell, or like old like 80s new. Kurt I'll take him any way he comes. Wow. <laughs> what usually on? That's a big mustache, man. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> I was gonna say on your face or on your chest. <laughs> Welcome to episode thirteen. <laughs> We got a very special episode today. Um, as you can hear, joining me is um, my co-host, as always, Shane Smith. Hello, Shane. Greetings, all. And with us again is Mr. Mike Whittemore from over in Chicago. How you doing, Mike? Good. What's up, everybody? All right. So we um, we got a very special episode. We are again one step closer to being like an actual podcast. Woo! Um. We got a nice interview coming up with the director of the the upcoming film, The Windmill, Nick Jongurius. And um, again, as we had last time, we have our first legitimate sponsor. Um, That would, of course, be Horror Pack. Horror Pack is a monthly subscription service that delivers four horror movies to your door. Uh, You could either either get the um, Blu-ray or DVD versions and uh, they're random every month, and they're pretty cool, and it's a great way to build up your collection if you're uh, looking to do that. And if you go to horrorpack.com slash go slash UHM podcast, you'll get $3 off your order. It'll put it right in at the uh, at the cart. So, um, yeah, everybody should go do that. Sign up for it. And um, that's about it. Now we can get moving. So um, we're the official podcast of upcominghorrormovies.com and i don't know let's talk about some horror movies today that sounds like a plan with no drawbacks yeah so before we get started um i had it like i mentioned i had an interview with nick jongarius i'll uh i'll paste that in and you guys can listen to it he's the director of uh, the windmill which comes out this year um and it's going to start right now Okay, Nick, before I get started, I want to thank you for uh, coming on to the UHM podcast. I really appreciate it. And, My pleasure. Um, 
before we even get going, I want to apologize um, for mispronouncing your name because I know I'm not going to be able to say it correctly. What's, give it a shot. What's your actually, take on it? I actually did some Google research. I tried like looking for pronunciations and everything. <laughs> um, so let's let's try. Let's see. It's uh, Nick sure. Jongurius. I I think you did and you nailed it, man. You nailed really? it. Really? Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. In Dutch, we we say Jongurius, but I'm not going to make you say that that's your 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 tongue will be twisted for a day so so this is uh, this is perfect excellent well again thank you for coming on and uh the reason you're on the podcast today is uh you've got a new movie coming out um your your first feature length directorial debut i believe correct yeah that's absolutely true yeah and this is uh it's called the windmill Mm -hmm. and it comes out in theaters uh october 28th yeah. And it'll be available on video on demand and iTunes October 25th. Yeah. So um, before we get going a little bit, uh, I wanted to get to everybody's favorite part of uh, any podcast, and that's history and geography. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to clear some of this up because I don't make a fool of myself. <laughs> um, it's more of a check for me to prevent any embarrassment. Um, sure. It's my understanding, based on my American public school education which yeah. is probably not very good. Um, Netherlands is the country. Yeah, correct. Holland Holland is the region or regions that includes Amsterdam. And, yeah, uh, yeah no, north north of Holland. Okay. Yeah, it, it, Holland is actually like, um, like the same as the Netherlands, uh, but people tend to say either the Netherlands or Holland. Right. And uh, Dutch is the language, the people, yeah. the culture. Yeah, True. So, so if I were to talk about your movie and describe the beautiful countryside that's shown, would I say that's the beautiful Netherlands countryside, the Holland countryside, or the Dutch countryside? Uh, it's the Dutch countryside. Okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Yeah, the, the Netherlands is just a country, and we speak Dutch, and um, and um, and all the beautiful stuff is Dutch, uh, and also the, all the ugly stuff is also Dutch. All the ugly stuff. I didn't really see anything too ugly. I mean, even in the uh, the city portions that were supposed to look downtrodden, I think in some places you could still see you could still see the beautiful architecture and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I that's that's because you're from Pennsylvania, I think. <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um. So let's start with some easy stuff. Um. Who are some of your uh, influences in uh, what's some of your you know some of your favorite horror, anything around uh, the horror genre. Yeah, well, uh, um, I, I I really got uh, influenced uh, in doing um, uh, horror by uh, Psycho from Alfred Hitchcock. I uh, th- th- I saw that f- film I w- when I was like twelve, and I it, it made such a profound in in yeah impact on me that th- that really got me thinking of, of yeah how how would I be able to to get such a reaction. Um, from 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 an audience and 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 also the way that it was shot and the music it was yeah it made such a really profound influence on me and 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 and, and, and working on this film it was also for me like an an inward journey it sounds a little bit hippie but it was like a little bit like an inward journey uh, to, towards what what I personally like and what I want to tell and what kind of stories I, uh, I I would like to make as a filmmaker, and and I think 
if horror has a really soft spot uh, uh, for me um and i if if i if i go on working in this genre i would really love to do stuff with a fantasy element in it you know like like guillermo del toro oh, yeah, i was just going to say something like that pan's labyrinth type Exactly, you know, and 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 obviously the the, the work that I did now is in, in, not in an, in the scale of what he did, but but I I I like the fantasy part of horror, and 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 that's what we did in this film as well. You know, it's not not set with a real killer and and with a real flesh and blood kind of character, and it's like a grim fairy tale, and and and. Uh, yeah, personally, I I love that subgenre, and I would like to do more in that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, speaking of the, the fairy tale aspect of it, uh, is this is the 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 backstory of this killer? Is this an actual Dutch folk tale, or is this something that you guys sort of created on your own? Well, it's a combination of two uh, um, two uh, existing myths, and uh, um, I, I when we researched um, um, when I was uh, doing research and, and location scouts and stuff like that, and talking to actual millers, um, um, I, I found out that there are a lot of different myths and sagas surrounding mills. I'm not the only one. That that thinks that there are w weird stature buildings in 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 Dutch li landscape, and um, and um, reading about, I, I bought a book called uh, Windmills and Dutch uh, Heritage and, and Myths and Sagas, and I took two stories uh, out of that book. One uh, is a story about a, a miller who sells his soul to the devil to keep his blades turning, mm -hmm. and he gets in old sorts of trouble uh, because of that and the other one is um, is um, is a story about a miller who thought that 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 um, grinding human bones to flour would give him internal life and uh. And, uh, and 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 these two I, I kind of combined we have I have to say Chris Mitchell and I have to, uh, combined them to to this one story of Miller Hendrick yeah Right, and, and it sort of brings in a little bit of the Grim Reaper sort yeah. of uh, mythology that goes into it as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, for me, I don't know if if it's really clear uh, for everybody in the film, but but I I don't mind. You know, it's 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 okay. But for for me, um, it, the place, the mill, the miller, it's like purgatory. You know, it's not it's it's between heaven or or, or and and the real world. The the moment that they get stuck um, near the windmill. They're, they're not they're not at a at a at a real place anymore you know right, right so so that was yeah that was kind of the idea so um getting into what the movie is a little bit uh, i don't want to give anything away for uh for people that haven't seen it because obviously it doesn't come out yet mm -hmm. um but i the saw basic... a lot of clips uh, though on <laughs> on the internet <laughs> where i thought well mm, okay this is a little bit like a like a, com a, 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 a comic uh, trailer you know where where all the good jokes are already yeah, they told. give all the jokes away i know <laughs> i know but, what you mean no. yeah um so basically you've got a a, a, a diverse cast of um tourists mm -hmm. that come in on a bus and they go for a, a windmill tour through yeah. the dutch countryside and they sort of the bus breaks down and they have to take refuge in this old mill that's not placed on a map and there's sort mm -hmm. of like the mystery behind it of what is this place where does it come from 
people start disappearing one by one, and it's I think it sort of wraps up nicely where you get a picture in the end of, you know, what the whole situation is. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you have a, you kind of played it both, I think, um, supernatural and a little bit of, of a, a physical slasher point. It's kind of like a yeah. mix between the two yeah. um, in terms of just the killer. Was there ever a time when you were focused more on one than another, like maybe in the development process, you're yeah. like, we're going to make a straight up slasher movie yeah. or that you were going to be just an entirely, um, you know, sort of sort of a uh, paranormal type movie? Yeah, it's a good question, and 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 we were uh, first uh, really on track of making him um, um, a real killer. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the proof of concept uh, teaser that I shot um, in 2013, mm, which no. is cir circling online, and which actually got the, this whole endeavor uh, um, uh, going. Um, and th that was the that was an actual killer, and um, um, uh, but what what I said. Uh, um, um, earlier is that that um, for me this was also a journey in towards what I what I who I am as a filmmaker you know what I what what I like and what 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 gets me going and the 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 proof of concept teaser was purely based on the fact can I make an a film where this arena is interesting and this Miller uh, a Miller kind of killer is um, is interesting enough to to make a film about and. Um, uh, when the response was so good that um, yeah, it, it it that got the ball uh, really rolling and 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 that from that and, and it was also there was um, uh, 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 it was a, um, uh, a film festival in P Paris where uh, they screened the the the, the short uh, proof of concept teaser. And there, um, and and it's really brutal, you know. This 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 proof of concept teaser. It's it's really hardcore horror. Yeah, I haven't and, had a chance to see that. Yeah, you, you should. And it's it's actually for me a study in violence. You know, I I really love violence, and and I like to uh, film it. And, and I, yeah, maybe it sounds really weird, but I I really enjoy <laughs> making that. And uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna be talking to a whole squad of horror people, so yeah, true, true, you know. True. True. Yeah, but but still, you know, in in Holland, if I say stuff like that, people say, "Well, you're crazy." You know, you have to go into an institute and and talk to some people. But but yeah, it, it's I, I yeah it's it's I find it interesting. And and but but there was a point where I was uh, talking to, to to two of these people who I met in Paris, and and actually the girl uh, there was a, a boy and a girl, and they were dating, and 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 the girl started to cry after the the. Uh, seeing the teaser and, and be, oh. it had to do, yeah and it was really and I felt so um, um, uh, uh, yeah I felt so uh, sorry and, and I also said to myself well th th yeah, this is not what I want you know I I want people to enjoy themselves and 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 and, and see something that 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 is uh, haunting but it's not it's not going getting so close to you that you actually um, yeah, um, 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 st yeah. St start to get emotional about it in in that way, and right. you know, it, it it did its job, and 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 you can say it's a compliment. But for me, uh, that and the fact that I I personally love the fantasy part more than the actual raw hardcore horror 
yeah, that that then the supernatural came into place because we were talking about what is the contraption and how do how do these people uh, relate, you know? And and with I love the Nightmare on Elm Street film, you know. I that's seriously one of my favorite films, and I'm so jealous about the fact that that that, that they came up with the idea of a dream, yeah. and that is you know that is the contraption, and and we were. Yeah, looking for something uh, that could also work. So, so that's how the sin came in place, and we looked at really old amicus horror films, you know, and old disaster films, and combined all these things, and 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 that's how this story came to be. And this is something that I'm really proud of, and 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 and, and, and yeah, it it has all the things that I I like in a horror film. Yeah, definitely. You could definitely see that sort of Nightmare on Elm Street influence on, you know, some of the more um, fantastical kills that happen yeah. in it. Um, yeah. Now, you, you mentioned in Holland that you'd be looked at as a crazy person for, you know, your sort of fascination with horror. Is, yeah. is that not really popular in that country? I mean, on most a lot of Europe, there's a lot of, you know, uh, amazing horror scenes and, you know, horror cinema going on around there. And yeah. I know in Holland that has like the human centipede movies and um, yeah. and yeah. Sint. And some other ones is it's not as popular there or no 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 it's it's you know it's a small country so um uh, the 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 industry is is really purely based on uh, soft money you know funds um and um um yeah people who are, are who are um yeah in in these uh, selection procedures they 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 they're absolutely not thrilled about that genre at all you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, 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 when the film is uh, is released in the U.S., it's also being released in 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 Holland. And you know, there, there are uh, 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 the, the group of hardcore fans is uh, is is absolutely there. But because it's such a small country, the the fan base is also smaller. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 yeah, it's just a, a ba- basic math. Uh, but um, uh, yeah. People tend to think it's it's disgusting, and they, they they you know we put very much effort into the characters and development, and you know the, the story has some really cliche things in it, but also some things that differ a little bit from the the the, the traditional horror films, and we we, sure. we really try to uh, put everything in it, and in Holland they, they they won't look at the film because of the title, you know, so um, yeah. It's 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 hard to make a horror film in Holland. You get really frustrated, and so I said to myself, "I'm not going to be frustrated. I'm going to do it in English, and mm-hmm. uh, um, um, and just uh, do it my way." And and yeah, well, it got me so far, and let's hope I can continue in it. Yeah. Now you've got a lot of great uh, British actors actually on the movie, including uh, Patrick Bellotti and uh, Noah Taylor. Yeah. Um, were there any specific actors or actresses um, that you wanted for the characters, but either they couldn't make it or you couldn't get, or was this sort of your your first selection of uh, of a cast? Um, well, uh, um, Charlotte Beaumont, who plays in uh, the BBC series called Broadchurch, I saw her in that, and 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 I immediately connected and 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 based on on her performance in that uh, tv series i i casted her i didn't even meet meet her I, it was just purely a gut feeling 
but I was I was yeah pretty sure that that she was going to be the one. Uh, Noah Taylor was you know for the role of the doctor we saw different different actors of the, 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 there were uh, suggestions from the casting director because uh, we, we it, it's good for for the sales to have a, 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 an actor with who has some market value you know and oh yeah so, i love so, him in it by the way he's fantastic exactly and 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 when noah um and there were uh, there were some other people that 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 got an offer as well but Noah actually responded uh, really well, and then it got me really scared because I was all like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> you know, it 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 then turned really serious, you know, and and I was like, "Oh shit!" Now I have to talk. Oh, can I swear? Sorry. But, oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, uh, so so I said, "Well, okay, well, I definitely have to meet him, you know, uh, to see what what kind of an actor he is uh, as a person." Um, and 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 how am I, uh, so so I knew how to deal with him on set, but but the minute I met him, I was like, okay, this is going to be I'm I'm going to be fine. He's he's such a wonderful man and such a delicate, such an intelligent actor and 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 uh, delicate man and and yeah, it's uh, it was it was it was pure pure fun and 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 the. What was so nice is that, and and, and I'm Dutch, you know, so I don't bullshit. So the the, the cast, the, the, they were so, um, so so good with each other, you know. They were really yeah. helping each other, and um, there was no ego. There was absolutely no ego on set, and everybody was just weighing in, giving ideas, and and but also just doing the work, you know, and and. Yeah, it was it was a complete joy. I got so much energy from from working with 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 all with all of them, and they all brought something unique. You know, Tanro. Uh, don't get me started on Tanro because it's it's <laughs> yeah he, you know he did the, the whole Japanese thing, and and we didn't want him to be a character. You know, like a like a like the weird Jap- Japanese guy. You know, we right. didn't want that. You know, we want him to to be authentic and and. And uh, yeah, yeah, we, we had lots of really good conversations about it. And he, yeah, I, I think he nailed it. I think all of them nailed it. I'm, um, what did you think of Bart Klaver, the Dutch guy, the Dutch tour guide? Oh, I thought he was fantastic. I hadn't seen him before. I, I don't know oh. if he's in a, in, a, in a lot of films. No, um, no, not, absolutely. But I, but I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, he's um, he sort of he sort of has that disarming quality to him. Yeah. Where he just seems like the nicest, friendliest guy in the world. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's got this personality that could really sort of like everyone lays back and, you know, calms down, especially when he's given the tours in the beginning and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he worked out really well. And then, you know, up as it comes as the movie later on, his character progresses and you start to see what every character has behind them. Yeah. Like yeah, every, yeah. I like that there's, there's a duality to everybody in the movie. Basically no yeah. one is, no one is just like a, a stereotypical one personality character. Everyone has these layers on them. They've got yeah. what they show to each other and then who they actually are underneath. Yeah. Well, thanks man. Yeah. I appreciate it. And, um, I think he did a really great job. Yeah. Is it intimidating at doing a first time big movie like this when you have to work with these great actors? Are, do you like are, are do you are you afraid to come up to them and say, "Oh, you know what? Maybe next time do it like yeah. this"? Or is, is there uh, any of that intimidation? 
Yeah, uh, it's, it's a really good question. And what, what I because uh, I did uh, before I did this film, I did a lot of TV uh, drama, mm-hmm. um, and I, uh, what I learned there um, was working with uh, working with with time pressure, working with producers that constantly. And want something you know d- different from what you want and the struggle and sort of that sort of stuff but there was this one thing that i when i did the, the series that I, I thought i should train myself more in and that was the uh, talking and working with the actors and and so what i uh, um, and, and i wanted to nail that in this film because no matter what um, uh, happens with with the special makeup effects or with with how the film looks, I wanted the the performance to be uh, top notch, you know. And I didn't want to be afraid to talk to actors. And I I think sometimes certain directors, uh, especially in Holland, but I don't know if this, uh, how it's the case in in the U.S. is that they tend to go into more into the technical stuff right. and let the actors do their thing. But 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 it needs to be a hybrid, you know. You need to be technical, but you also need to really communicate with actors and and and, and make them feel comfortable to do the, the most perfect job and and give them information and you know all that sort of stuff. So I I I, I did a lot of uh, courses before the the shoot. So I, for example, I don't know if you've heard of her, Judith Weston. Um, um, uh, is an is a drama coach, and I uh, went to, I think a week or two before the shoot, I went to Toronto to to go to a a course, a three day course with her, and I talked a lot uh, via Skype with her, and I actually learned talking to her that uh, the director of um, uh, the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio film, the uh, last one he did. Shit. Um, very... uh, the uh, the bear attack one. The, yeah, um, exactly. Um... The, the director of that. <laughs> Sorry, to I'm having a brain fart too now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, it, it, but it very very well from the the actor, the director also from Birdman. He right really uh, also uh, talked a lot with her. Hmm. And and uh, in Iñárritu, right? Some, yes, some... that was the Birdman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Revenant was the uh, the DiCaprio Revenant. movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> great. So, um, um, so but I learned I, I learned a lot from her, and and then when I um, 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 uh, when when the first day of rehearsals was, and all the actors were in, I actually said to myself, well, um, I I just have to show. The, the bare naked my uh, me you know it, it's just this is what what you get and with all the insecurities and but 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 being genuine about what you want and yeah it, we we got off from with a very good start and with the with the knowledge of of this of these courses that i did yeah it, it, it developed into something that 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 yeah that that really got me further as a director as well and and also working with with these uh, experienced actors like Noah, for example, you know, and he, when he tells you something and suggests something, he doesn't all do that often. If in the, and if he does, you know, yeah, I, I I tend to listen to that because I think yeah probably he has a point, you know. So um, he is way more experienced than than I have. So so yeah, well, it was a, it was a nice experience, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Did you have any um, any additional like uh, material to read or watch for the actors before they started filming? 
Is there um, anything that you're like, hey, watch this or, or read this story? Uh, no, no. Um, um, what 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 I did for for um, um, uh, for some actors who asked for it, you know, it, 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 I when we did the first uh, um, introduction uh, uh, conversations, I asked them, do you do you want me to provide stuff for you? Because I didn't want to impose it, you know. Right. To them so I asked them if you want you know I can give you stuff but if you don't want to and you want to do it yourself then it's more than fine you know every actor has his own working method and 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 if Tanro really uh, wanted um, uh, input but also said I want to give you input you know me input and so so there was a going back and forth um, uh, with with Charlotte Charlotte said well let me do all the stuff and I will, I will, before we start, I will give you some, some choices, you know, so you can choose from. And so, so she did, um, the whole course for the, um, for the native, uh, Australian accent right. and, 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 and no, I w- wanted to have more input on what it would mean if you be a doctor, what kind of person would you, you know, so we, every actor had a different approach. And, um, so, so, uh, sometimes I provided stuff, articles I found online, some, I just backed off, you know, I said, well, okay, you do your thing and we will talk about it when we are on set or in the rehearsal process. Right. Right. So it's, it's kind of good that you sort of give the actors the flexibility to prepare how they want to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. It, it needs to be a, a collaboration. You know, if I, if I just, just, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is an audio thing, but I'm, I'm waving my <laughs> hand. But yeah, just throw just dump it all on them. Just throw exactly, it on them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was, that, that was the word I was looking for. Then, then uh, it would have been, um, yeah, it could have backfired. Right. So, um, yeah. So while I still got you on here, um, you were also producer on the film uh, Frankenstein's Army. Yeah. And that one sort of has a real long history. Um, how early were you involved in the production of that? Were you, were you uh, in, in on the film back when it was worst case scenario and, no. and all the way through? No. <laughs> I, um, in 2006, um, um, I produced a Dutch film called Dead End, um, a haunted house story. And um, um, uh, at the um, premiere, um, uh, Richard uh, uh, Raphorst um, um, approached me and said, "I'm doing a thing called Worst Case Scenario," and I didn't, I hadn't heard of it. But it, the year before that, he had this big um, uh, explosion on Cannes, where everybody was uh, very into his promo, and I didn't know at the time. I said, "Well, okay, well, uh, sure, we, we we can talk about it," and. We we had back and forth uh, um, uh, some conversations, but it never got really concrete. Right. And at a certain point, he said, "Well, pff, I'm I'm quitting with with uh, with uh, with worst case scenario because of uh, rights issues and stuff like that." And I said, "Well, okay, well, good luck with 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 whatever you're doing." And then at a certain point in 2011, he called me and he said, "Well." I got some really concrete interest from financiers for um, sort of like a, a different approach, but with the same monsters. Um, uh, and it's now called Frankenstein's Army. And he said, do you uh, want, want to get involved? Because I, it's it's getting over my head. And I said, well, sure, uh, let's talk about it. And and from there, we, we got to meet the financiers and, and, and slowly but surely we were getting into the process. And 
yeah and then uh, at a certain point uh, we said well let's make it let's go and do it and then the the, the whole um, yeah whole thing got got in motion yeah yeah that, that I, I love talking about that movie because it's super weird it's like one of mm-hmm. those unique movies that you never see anything like that like you don't yeah. really see a found footage world war ii monster movie it's just it yeah. sounds crazy when you describe it but it's, yeah, exactly. it's a lot of fun yeah. and his his vision you know is all the stuff uh, all the monsters he he drew already uh, up front and and uh, everything was already in his head uh, the design the the cl- the cl- the the, the the design of the of the of the soldiers and how they all look and yeah it 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 was really a, a, a very um, uh, lovely experience also yeah. working in the Czech Republic we we shot it in Czech Republic working with the crew that also did Hellboy and Casino Royale you know it's it's mm. yeah it was a joy that's awesome yeah it was yeah so do you do you see the Miller becoming sort of like a freddy krueger type character are we going to see sequels to this is <laughs> is there any talk of anything like that no what what do you think i could absolutely see it happening like um you know you look back at like uh um hatchet where they had the victor crowley and they just sort of yeah. started you know each one sort of got a, a little more intense and a little more crazy yeah i could see the miller definitely coming back and and you have a whole new set of people, a whole new set of stories, yeah, a whole new set of you know um, backgrounds and mysteries and stuff. Um, I think it's definitely something that anyone could really you know you could you could bring yeah. in even different takes, even if it's not yourself uh, yeah. making the film. If it's a different director, because yeah. of sort of the because of the way the Miller um, kills and does that, it, it's there's a lot of opportunity for yeah. different takes on it. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to do. Uh, I wanted to do this in this film, but I didn't have the time or the budget. But it's to have somebody attached to the to the mill itself, to the to the <laughs> blades, and then then he he circles around, you know, so, stuff like that. Now, there's absolutely you're you're absolutely right. There's lots of stuff to do, and um, the and and there are some some hooks. As uh, you know, I love the world that we created, so I definitely see myself coming back to to that and and but it depends a little bit on um on uh, on uh, the the process of of my career you know i'm constantly uh, at the moment working on a sci-fi thriller which oh, really? i uh, yeah yeah which is in a very far phase as it, as it comes to uh, development we we have the script ready uh, we have a sales agent really enthusiastic we're we're thinking about cost and and hopefully we we can shoot it in autumn next year. But you know, never say never. You know, you know if 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 uh, and let's hope to God it 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 becomes a success. Uh, the windmill, and and uh, there's uh, there's an uh, a need for a second for a sequel. Yeah, definitely. I will. I will definitely. I l- l- what I said earlier. You know, I love the violence and I, l- I love to think of creative ways to. To kill off people and 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 also think about a new hook and an interesting new story, yeah. and I also like to develop the character of Abba a little bit more. You know, I think there's a lot more interesting stuff there uh, as well with him as a as as the as, as a character. Yeah, right. His background and and like, how did he get to the situation that exactly. he's in? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So let's see. Let's see. So while filming, I mean, there was there were sections of the film um, done in Amsterdam. Yeah. In the city, right? 
how yeah. much partying actually went on while you guys were there? Did any cast have to be, you know, pulled in, <laughs> wrangled in? Were there some late mornings? Yeah, well, um, I, I myself, I'm, I really am boring. Um, and, and I'm a father of two young children. So, so it's not the, the typical um, uh, story of partying, uh, a, a partying, coke snoring um, uh, director. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I, can, I can say that, that the, the cast really enjoyed Amsterdam in all of its parts, you know. Uh, yes. So, so um, there, was, there was absolutely some use of marijuana and, and a lot of drinking and yeah, but but every time we had a party, you know, the 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 the, the over the hill party or the rap party or the party when we started, I was so constantly so working so hard to make all the deadlines and make everything work. And when we did the rap party, I was I lost 10, 10 kilograms. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not really a, a big person, so I was like a skeleton w- walking with a very big beard. And and I was like, uh, and 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 I had one drink, and then I said, "Well, I I'm I'm going home." Uh, so so, actually, the, the the whole process of now going to these festivals, and and being in different countries, that is uh, now I'm kind of enjoying the whole process of making this film. Well, fantastic! I'm glad I'm glad you're having some fun now. <laughs> so well, good. it was it was fun <laughs> while I'm doing. You don't have to uh, pity me. I I I I, I, totally, <laughs> I totally dig dig what I'm doing. It's really special. Also talking to you you guys. It's really yeah. I hope to uh, to uh, to do it again really soon because um, um, it it is uh, addictive. Well, it's fantastic. Uh, th- thanks for coming on and you know doing sure. the interview and everything. I know I've got you over the time that I was allotted. No, um, no worries, but because Katrina One is not watching your shoulder or my shoulder, so uh, <laughs> we're we're all good. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Okay. So, um, so yeah, everybody should go out check out the windmill. Uh, like I said, it, it, there's a, I'm not sure what kind of a theatrical release we're gonna get in the U.S., but go out and find it. I know it's a world. Is it a worldwide theatrical release? When I looked it up, I saw a lot of European. Cities. Yeah, it's di- it's different countries. Uh, um, 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 it, it, it's not um, um, accelerator media um, um, uh, um, uh, has the distribution rights for the U.S. and and for right. Canada. Um, so it's divided between all the different countries. You know, UK uh, has already gone out on DVD. Um, 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 uh, the the Dutch uh, releases is, is is like uh, like intertwined with the U.S. And all the uh, different uh, other countries, uh, China, uh, Germany, whatever, Japan will all come later this year or next year. Right. So, uh, so search out the uh, the windmill. It's going to be on video on demand in iTunes, October twenty fifth. So you can get a digital copy then. Um, look for it in theaters, and I know I'm going to be actually looking for a Blu ray copy. Um, hopefully there'll be some commentary or something, so I get to hear back from you again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know if it's. I, 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 there was a story itself doing the, the 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 whole commentary and 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 saying everything in English. And at a certain point, I was like, okay, I hope somebody else is going to listen before this is going to be on a Blu-ray. <laughs> but, <laughs> 
I'm, uh, yeah, halfway but, through it, you switch back to Dutch and you <laughs> realize it. It was really tough doing it uh, 80 minutes, but well, um, uh, yeah, check it out. Absolutely. If you want to have a good laugh, you should definitely check it out. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And you've been a pleasure to talk to and thank easy you. to get a hold of and everything. Great. So, um, everybody go check it out. Uh, do you have any, um, a Twitter address or anything you want to give out to anybody uh, that wanted to follow you? Yeah, sure. My my Twitter is at uh, um, uh, Nick. <laughs> J-O-N-G-E-R-I-U-S-N-I-C-K. And everybody okay, has dosed off already. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. They, don't worry about it. Nobody's ever pronounced my name correctly either. Okay. So. Tutolo. It's close. It's pretty good. Yeah? It's Italian, <laughs> it's, right? It is Italian. Tutolo. Yes, I'm half Irish, half Italian. That's why I've got an Irish first name and an Italian last name. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you're kind of Italian. Yeah, you have an Italian look. uh, Yeah, cool. Okay, Okay, thanks, Brian. Well, thank you very much. Have a great day. Enjoy the uh, the festival you're at. Thank you. And, um, well, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for everything. Boy, wasn't that great, fellas. That was awesome. Fantastic. I'm riveted. (laughs) Yes. You guys are. You guys are gonna have to wait until uh, after you hear the actual podcast. I think I don't know if I have a way to send you the file, but um, it's pretty good. Believe me, everyone can attest for it since you're all hearing it at the same time. <laughs> so um, let's talk about the windmill, guys. We uh, we got each sent a copy of this. Yes, a legitimate like loner copy to review because we're almost like a real podcast. And uh, what did you guys think of the film? I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. Um, I watched it last night, and uh, I actually got really, really sucked into the storyline and the whole um, story. Oh, shut up, cat! Um, I really got into the storyline and the, everything about the characters and stuff. How they were all flawed in some way, and it was like the little twists and turns that they that characters took. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, <clears throat> there's not a lot of horror movies nowadays that, that do what the windmill did. It was uh, well-paced. It had really good effects. And the story was actually really, really interesting. I yeah. liked the actors in it. It was, it was just a good overall movie. Yeah, the basic once-over on it is a, a group of um, tourists all come together through various means, get on this tour bus uh, to go view windmills throughout the Dutch countryside. And, um, you know, basically they, they the bus breaks down. They have to stop and go into this sketchy-ass windmill that they see on the uh, side of the road. And um, the shit hits the fan, I, I guess you could say. Shit hits Not the to windmill. Too much. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, the shit does it. <laughs> the giant, slowly spinning fan. Yeah, we can't really give away too much, but because um, it it's uh, one of those films that you need to watch. It's because to me, it seems like it's quite a low budget movie, but it's done so well, it's barely noticeable. If you see what I mean, is I just thought um, the set piece was really cool. You know, the the shed. And opposite the windmill, I just thought it was really, really atmospheric and very creepy. It added everything to it. And for someone who's never been to Amsterdam before, um, it actually makes me want to go there and go and visit 
the places. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, so it would be it would be it would be one of those um, places. Yeah, let's go let's go spotting this set if it actually still exists. But um, yeah, I um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I just loved um, the main girl, the character in it. I loved I loved um, the way she was and how she came across as yeah. well. I just thought it was really quite impressive because I've not actually seen her before in anything. And I thought she... Uh, no, I, I wasn't familiar with her at all. Yeah. Um, she's a British actress, and I guess she had to do an Australian accent right. to learn how to do one to play the Australian girl. Okay. So I'm going to have... And it, it, yeah, I'm going to have to... I was going to say, at, in fact, most of, most of the cast is all British with the exception, I think, of uh, the Japanese guy. Yeah. And they all do, they all put on different accents and whatnot to sort of play tourists from other parts of the world, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, see, that Japanese guy, I thought he was really good. I really, yeah, yeah, yeah he I, was good. I really liked his character. Um, <clears throat> in fact, all of the performances in the film itself really did impress me. And because I'm familiar with um, uh, Patrick Balladay, um, who played the dad, I'm familiar with his work because he was in the UK version of The Office. And he's also done a lot of theatre work in the UK as well. And Noah Clark, is it? Noah Taylor? Ta oh, yeah, Noah Taylor, him. Yeah, obviously everybody knows him from like Game of Thrones, but he's been, yes. he's been in a lot of films. And he actually played um, uh, Charlie's dad in the remake of Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, I never saw that one. Yeah. N another, uh, another Johnny Depp Tim yeah. Burton uh, movie for you to gush over. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was, it was really cool, um, see, to see that you're supposed to eat them, cat, not fucking play with them. Jesus. I'll just, I'll just stare at it. Eat it. Yeah. He's, I've just given him a pile of treats just to keep him quiet and all he's doing, he's playing with them. So yeah, I thought the cast was really good in this. I love that the characters all had that dark side to them. You know what yeah. I mean? They, there wasn't a single character in the movie that was like sort of one, you know, that was one-sided. They all had dual personalities almost, like two sides to them. Yeah. So I like that. Uh, the kills in the movie were pretty awesome. Yes. That I think we could definitely say, especially the first one. I don't know about you yeah. guys, but when I saw that first one come up, I was like, holy I was, shit. I wasn't expecting that at all. Not so. No. Like, no. I mean, it was it was really quite soon in the movie as well, wasn't it? So, you know, you didn't really expect anything like that to happen so quickly, but it was quite cool. It was, it was, the, it was the way she proclaimed, um, Jack, your legs. And, <laughs> and then it was like, oh, I see. <laughs> I see what he means. But oh, yeah. Yeah, but um, I, I was surprised at how much gore and how brutal it was. Yeah, I, that's, so I think that, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was a welcome treat. Mm. I'll definitely say. I mean, there's a few other kills that stand out in the movie. I'm, I don't want to spoil any no. of them for anybody. But um, that first kill was pretty awesome. Yes, the first kill was awesome. Uh, I love the ending too. I thought the ending was really great. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting uh, little piece. Once again, quite um, unexpected. Yes. 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 There's a lot in this movie that I didn't expect. I mean, even sort of the the whole the whole way the Miller sort of operates. Um, when the movie first starts get, gets moving, you expect it to be um, a traditional slasher. 
and it's not that at all. It's it's pretty unique, I think. They they do some interesting things with um, changing it up and adding some supernatural elements to it. It's not just your, your typical slasher you'd expect. Yeah, I think that's what I enjoyed about it more as well because of the supernatural element towards it. And I just thought that um, they did such a good job with it. Um, it makes me want to watch it again. Yeah, I can't wait for it to actually uh, to come out. I'm looking forward to getting it, uh, getting it on Blu-ray. And, uh, I know Nick said that he recorded a... Um, an audio commentary for it, so I'd, I'd be looking forward to listening to that too. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll be. They'll definitely be buying it when it comes out. Yeah, it's a first day buy for me too. Yeah. So yeah, without um, without giving too much away, I think everybody should check that one out. It's a good movie. I mean, it's something that we probably haven't seen in a while. Slashers have almost sort of fallen out of favor recently. I think now nowadays it's more um supernatural and ghosts and and stuff like that we don't see too many slashers nowadays at least at least not ones that are as as serious as this you know yeah see because a lot of the a lot of slashers you get these days they kind of rely on comedic elements where this one doesn't absolutely yeah Yeah, this one doesn't so and i think uh i enjoyed it more because it was more of a serious had a more of a serious tone than other sashes that are coming out these days. Right. This isn't like a hatchet or anything no, like that. No. Um, I, mean, I mean, probably even not like a, a collector or something. It's, it's, it's a little bit, I wouldn't say more intense, but there's less comedy and gimmicks to it. You know? Oh yeah. I mean? So there's also a lot less fluff too. Like it gets right to the point yes. and everything's yeah. right in your face at all times. But I think they, they work the characters well, surprisingly without having all that sort of, upfront nonsense that a lot of movies have they 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 give character arcs to every character that's in the movie yeah and that's another genuine surprise as well because usually they just gloss over certain characters thing and you just automatically assume oh they're cannon fodder you know the meat for the beast all that all that kind of stuff and then that'll be it you know they get killed off that's it this film they actually gave the characters each of the characters a story which i thought was really cool and yeah. that made me enjoy it a lot more. It definitely, it got me intrigued and engrossed in the movie. So I was quite impressed with it. I really was. I'd definitely give that an 8 out of 10, I think. 8? That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give this high ratings too. I'd say everybody should see it. Um, I was actually in the middle of writing a review for this, uh, for the website, when I went on the website and saw that... Uh, fright had posted his own review up there and i'm like well we're not gonna put two in a row for the same movie but he hit on a lot of the same points yeah um that i was actually writing so um we're pretty much in agreement on uh on the movie it's it's absolutely worth checking out so mm. everybody should go take a look at that and it's... and uh and again i wanted to thank uh nick for coming on the show and uh and you know doing the interview with us because that was awesome yeah um so yeah, see the windmill, and uh, it might have a limited theatrical release in the U.S. I don't know if anything's been officially decided, but if it does, see if you can check it out. Yeah. Um, so if you can find it, watch it. Mm. It'll it'll be around soon enough. It, you know, even if it takes a, a month or two. Mm. Now let's move on. We wanted to, I wanted to do, get in uh, two other movies. Um. First, let's talk about The Witch. Big release, big horror release from last year. Was it last year or this year? It was, uh, I think it was made 
2015, but it didn't hit U.S. until 2016, I think. It, it was early, though, right? It was like, it was like February. January, February. Yeah. Oh, February? It was okay. right around my I'm, birthday, I think, so I think it was February. I've still not seen it. You oh. have not seen The Witch yet. No. <laughs> All right. I will, we'll, we'll do our best. We're not going to spoil anything from the movie. Oh, fuck it. But, if you spoil uh, it, you spoil it. I don't care. I'll still get it no. watched. <laughs> I think you'd really like uh, it, Shane, for being... Uh, you would You would love this movie, Shane. This is right up your alley. Really? Totally. Oh, sure. The people the people all talk funny with like a dumb English accent. Oh. You'd love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mocking, mocking. No. So, um, Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Witch? Well, when I initially went to see it, I mean, I heard uh, Fright talk a lot about it, saying, you know, he liked it a lot. So I, I never really go to the theater. I try not to because I feel like most people are just going to talk through a movie nowadays or just not get it and just talk crap about it afterwards. So uh, I went with uh, my girlfriend and uh, my other friend to the theater and it was a nice experience. There wasn't too many people in the theater. I sat down, I watched it and I ended up loving it. Um, I would recommend watching it with subtitles because the English accents are so thick that sometimes I didn't understand what they were saying. (laughs) But um, basically the witch is about, like it takes place in I think 1630, and it's like uh, eight years or seven years after the Salem witch trial. So the witch uh, scare was pretty high, and this uh, one family was cast out, and so they go start their own farm. Well, you know, the shenanigans happen along the way, and um, their family is basically kind of cursed, and this stuff that happens along the way is very interesting. Um, The one thing that really stood out for me with this movie is the acting. Because you don't see acting like this at all in horror nowadays. It's very dedicated. It's very serious. um, Which I think a lot of people didn't really expect. I think more people wanted the typical, like, boo! You know, teenagers getting killed off kind of movie. And this is very serious and it's very slow. It's very dialogue-y. And, uh... Dialogue is probably not even a word, but it's dialogue heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. We've just going. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a beautiful film. I've actually heard a lot of people saying it's not even a horror movie because it's so dialogue heavy. But it's those people. I, I don't think they understood it. Yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, it's absolutely a horror movie. And, and this is one of those movies that I think may be better than most horror movies creates a real sense of dread. Like you just, you just feel it in your gut. Like this awful, you like, you know, something horrible's coming. I mean, even the second time watching this thing, I know what's going to happen. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. The overall, overall feel from the very start of the movie to the very, very ending, you get this overall feeling of dread and it's the way it was shot too. It was shot. uh, I don't know the exact, like, camera lenses or whatever but i read that um the cinematographers uh relied on a lot of natural light for it so it's not too flashy it's very dark and very just well shot altogether yeah it is a beautiful movie it's very gray too and what i really like about it is that um 
you know, like being in New England, it, it really has the feel of, of the fall in New England. I mean, despite taking place in the 1630s and everything's a forest. But I mean, you still get that you get the, the, the change in the leaf colors and you get that gray overcastness that you see in like the late fall, sort of where the time period when the movie's set. And I, I think it's just awesome. Um, like you were saying about the, the, the actors, um, Ralph Innocent, who, who plays William, does such a good job in the movie that I, I don't even know if it's possible for another actor in a horror movie to sort of top this. Like, oh, he yeah. Was fantastic in it. It, it was it, you actually felt like he was from that time period. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I could practically smell him. And um, the young girl, uh, Anya Taylor Joy who plays Thomason, um, she did a, an excellent job, too. I mean, can you believe that this is a movie that half the characters are children wow. and they don't ruin the movie? I was just going to say that. It's it's <laughs> a very rare type of movie that the kids, all the kids do well. I mean, every single one of them. And the kids uh, vary in age and everything, even the two little twins. Yeah, I mean, they're annoying, but I, I oh, think yeah. that they're, supposed to be, they're supposed to be annoying. Yeah. But it's just, it's it's such a well-done overall movie. I would seriously say, in my opinion, it's like the 2001 A Space Odyssey of Horror. Because I think a lot of people wow. would not want to watch it again after seeing it because it's very dialogue heavy. Yep. But I think, I think it also has one of the best endings I've ever seen in a horror movie. Hands down. Well, I, watch it, I watched it a second time and I was like, I can't wait to watch this again. Um, just because of how good it is. And I also wanted to mention um, Kate Dickey's in the movie. Yep. She plays the the mother. Um, Shane, you'd probably recognize her from Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, she's the one. She is the sister of um, Lady Stark. Right. She 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 lives in the uh, the high tower with the hole in the floor, and she's always got her oh nipple yeah in the kid's mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know who you mean. Yeah, she was also she, in Prometheus. Yes, and she breastfeeds in this movie too. Oh, really? And you know, my girlfriend's sitting there watching it, and she's like, "Is this lady's tit always in some kid's mouth?" <laughs> Quality. <laughs> so, so she's apparently been typecast as a breastfeeder. <laughs> yeah, the 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 movie uh, it really gives that sense of like, oh shit. Because when I a part of my theater experience too was uh, you said girlfriend, so it kind of popped in my head was uh, the guy sitting behind us in the movie theater. It was some kid and, like, his dad or grandpa or something. But towards the end of the movie where things get really heated, he started uh, dry heaving, which I don't know why. I have no idea why because it's not that gory or anything. But uh, he started dry heaving, and he was right above my girlfriend. And I was like, if this guy (laughs) throws up my girlfriend, I wouldn't even be mad. I would be like, man, that would be a great horror experience but he was just like he was like talking he's like bah! and he would just keep driving it was amazing boy that'll add to the tension yeah because the whole time i was gonna come i was watching the movie and then kind of side-eyeing <laughs> over my shoulder i'm like this guy this is why i watch movies in the safety and comfort of my home yep. <laughs> Holy shit. If I ever go to a theater to go and watch a movie, I usually end up getting thrown out for shouting at someone for talking too much. Yeah, that's 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 why I don't go to the theater anymore. But this was a good experience because there was there was like 10 people in the theater. And I was like, this is fantastic. This is perfect. That's cool. I, I, I would I'm 
a pretty big fanboy of this. I, I really, really love this movie. I'd probably give it a really like high nine out of ten, if not a ten. Out of 10. Yeah, uh, I would. I would probably do the same. I I'd definitely put this up there with like a nine. It, it's it's like that good that I really enjoy it. Now, a lot of people don't like this movie. Yep. There's and I I see it on the forums. I see it on Facebook. You know, I mean, even this month when I was watching it to sort of get ready for the podcast, um, somebody, you know, I, I put up on one of the Facebook posts that I was watching it and a lot of people were commenting on how much they hate the movie. Well, it's it's for me, it's just like the Babadook where people expected one thing and they got another. Yeah, see, I, I was never a fan of the Babadook. I, um, I actually bought it on the strength of recommendations from a lot of people on UHM. And I bought it, got it home, watched it. Within five minutes of watching the film, I wanted the kid dead. And I was just like, can somebody just kill the kid, please? You know, just shut him up. But then, obviously, throughout the film, <clears throat> you kind of realize why he's doing it. But I just I didn't enjoy the story that much. And I was just like, nah. Not 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 a fan. I know you I know you guys are, but I'm just I just wasn't a fan of it at all. Oh no, and that's and that's fine. Like like Ryan said, because I remember commenting on that uh, Facebook thing, and everybody does have their own opinion. But I just yeah. I don't think that for the witch, a lot of people are in the mi- right mindset for it. I was telling my buddy the other day, I was like, you got to watch the witch, and he's more of a a mainstream kind of horror kind of guy. And I was yeah. just like, kind of like telling him over and over again, I'm like if you ever watch it, you have to be in a completely different mindset. This isn't a typical horror film at all. It's it's the most horror film I have ever seen, but okay. it's it's very, 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 very dialogue heavy. And they actually, it's so dialogue heavy because they actually got part of the script, and it says this in the very ending of the movie, that they got the script from diaries and journals and wow. just overall from that time period. So everything that's happening in this movie was actually a real scare to them. And it's just that's yeah. what gives it a way better um, reception than other films, in my opinion. See, I like films like that that have like an almost semi-biographical um, feel to them. So I like stuff like that. So you, I'll probably give that a watch. I'll try and hunt a copy down over the next few days. Good. And um, give that a watch. Yeah, it's it's absolutely worth checking out. Um I would, I'd love to talk to one of the people that don't like this movie and, and really find out why. I don't know if it's because it doesn't have, you know, the jump scares or uh, the gore or anything like that that you would normally see, you know, in, in most horror movies. Um, it, it's mostly about the tension that the film builds. You know, it sort of has, like, um, I mean, not that it's similar, but it, it the same way that, like, a Rosemary's Baby or... Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, something where it's more about the feel of the movie than it is, you know, the actual scares that are in the movie. That's what makes it horrific. And and for a modern film, I think that's extremely rare. We don't see that hardly ever, you know, nowadays. Never. <laughs> I I don't really remember the last time a, mo- a horror movie was made this well. I really don't. I, yeah, no. Uh, usually I watch a movie, it's like, man, I really loved it, but I didn't really care for this. And the witch, yeah, I mean, the whole I, movie I, is just like, well, I really loved it. I, I watch a lot of shitty movies, and this is not one of them. This is this is like a treat for me that I actually get to watch a movie that's good. 
Hmm. As opposed to something terrible like, oh, I like don't Blue know, Monkey? the Wicker Man. <laughs> how how dare you insult Blue Monkey, <laughs> sir? <laughs> See, I, I haven't seen Blue Monkey, so that's completely it's on YouTube. me. Really? Okay, I might yep. check it out later. <laughs> oh my god. But then it could be worse. Um, it could be that movie that me and or that Ryan loves oh so much. Um No 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 no. Blue Monkey's not it's not bad. It's like eighties bad. Oh uh, right. It's just it's nonsense, it's stupid, and it's hilarious. I, I, I we gotta save it though, because I I promised George we'd wait for him to talk about Blue Monkey because him and I went on a string of ridiculous 80s horror movies the other day and he got me all fired up about blue monkey and i had to watch it again <laughs> okay <laughs> actually my vhs is still sitting right next to me right now right vhs <laughs> fucking hell yeah. well they, there's no other i mean other than certain illegal means there's no other <clears throat> actual way to see the movie illegal means i have no idea what you mean yeah i, I don't know <clears throat> there are probably different tubes you could go on to see uh, things like that you know but... you could go on the that too. You... <laughs> oh, that. Ah, right. As opposed to. So. Yeah. Okay. But you know so what? I, I, next... I do got to say, Blue Monkey was just like the witch. I'd give it a ten out of ten if I was comparing it to the Wicker Man. <laughs> you guys. I don't know about that. <clears throat> I don't know if you could ever say Blue Monkey in ten out of ten in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 for not being related to the title of the film <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've shit on the wicker man twice already and uh that was the final film we wanted to talk about today mostly because um so i watched this for the first time almost embarrassingly because apparently this is a, like a classic film and i've never seen it i've, I've had it for a couple of years and i just never got around to watching it and I knew about the remake and all that other nonsense, but I hadn't seen, I had never saw the remake and never saw the original. So I watched the original this October for the, for our movie marathon. And I did not like it. I thought it was crap. And I, I need somebody to explain to me why this is like a good movie. So Shane, I'm going to have to call on you <laughs> right, <laughs> to let I, me know, to tell me why this is good because I don't see it. See, right. For me, right, I'm the complete opposite of you guys. I love this movie because to me it's classic it's a classic movie and it came out, it was it came out like 2 years before I was born and it was a long time before I actually got to watch it and when I watched it it actually fucking terrified me um it was it's one of those movies where when I first watched it and I saw Christopher Lee in drag I laughed a lot because that did make me laugh and it was the whole story was kind of a bit um bit weird you know police officer goes to an island go and go and find a missing girl and unbeknownst to him they're all a bunch of weird fucking cultists and all this kind of shit but <clears throat> for me it's it has the elements of classic 70s almost hammer feel um and it does have a hammer feel to it for me. Um, could do without the song, songs and the dancing, though, because I'm not a fan of song and dancing film too much. And... You mean most of the movie? Oh, I say that. Britt Eklund getting naked, although it wasn't actually Britt Eklund, was um, it's kind of nice. Um, but you know, yeah, that was a welcome surprise. Yes. It was actually a body double. It wasn't actually her. 
It was a body double in a wig. Um, <laughs> well, her body is welcome. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it, for me, it's, it's just one of those movies that is absolutely classic. And to this day, it still actually scares me. And I think it's the final scene for me that gets me every single fucking time when they're actually burning the Wicker Man and you can hear Edward Woodward's character screaming. You know, it still gets me to this day. And to me, it's one of those movies that I will always consider a classic and I always will love that movie for being one of the first proper films that genuinely frightened me. So... See, I... I just don't know. I don't know how I I couldn't find any horror in this movie except for maybe the last two minutes. Maybe I'll grant that. Yeah. Maybe the last two minutes of the film. Um, the basic plot is um, Sergeant Howie, mm. right, goes to this um, this island off the the Scottish coast, and he's looking for a young girl who is reported missing. And he spends his time on this weird island where everyone's this weird pagan religion. And, you know, they, they sing songs nonstop all day and dance around poles and stuff. And they do these weird pagan practices. And, you know, one thing leads to another. He, uh, he Christopher Lee is running the island because Christopher Lee is the man. And I would let him be in charge of pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he has to uncover the mystery of what happened to this girl and what are these weird people doing while at the same time he's sort of like disgusted by these people because he's like super Christian. Yeah. And and he hates their lifestyle. So I don't know. Um I don't know if I just didn't get it. I just I just didn't see the positives in the movie. It's very hippy dippy musical stuff. A lot of dancing around, as you said, Shane, a lot mm. of nudity. I mean, you know, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. But from, I guess I just didn't get it from a horror standpoint. Like I had always seen this as a staple in the world of horror. And I, I really didn't see the horror in it. I mean, maybe this is my, you know, the witch for the people who don't like the witch. Maybe I just don't get it. Right. But, I mean, it's one of those films, when it came out in the 1970s, or 1972, I think, 73, um, it was uh, basically a lot of people went to the cinema to see it and a lot of people walked out because they were either too scared or they were completely disgusted with the nudity or they just didn't get the story at all. But for me, when I watched it on VHS many years later, I think I was about 15 when I saw it, um, it was, I found it absolutely fascinating. I found it absolutely amazing. And, you know, just watching it, I mean, I could watch it now and it would still scare the bejeebus out of me. And it's, it is that final scene. But <laughs> oddly enough, it's Christopher Lee in drag, which is probably the scariest thing about the whole film. <laughs> you know, because it's, it's Christopher Lee. You know, it's Count Dracula. It's like, what the fuck is he doing wearing a dress and a wig? You know, he just don't look right. <laughs> Didn't he say that was one of his favorite roles, too? Yeah. I mean, he was good in it. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, he's good in everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what, yeah. what can you say about Christopher Lee other than, you know, he's, he's like the best? He's a fucking legend. Of course. Yeah. But now, what did you think of it, Mike? I know you were watching it earlier today. <clears throat> um, 
<laughs> well, with you, I, I just maybe I didn't get it. I don't know if it was such a hit back in '73 because it was so out there. Maybe because that they were kind of shitting on Christianity in a way, in a way, not like directly, but they were kind of questioning the cop, and the cop was super Christian. And I don't know if that was the reason why it gave a, uh, a sense of um, what's the word I'm looking for. Like uh, you go somewhere, it's like a culture shock. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's the reason why it was scary to me, but. I couldn't get over the singing. I mean, I get it. Maybe like a little like 10 second, 15 second background thing of people singing and dancing in circles. But each singing scene was way too long for me. I just I don't get why it was so long. And then I just and then it just kind of led to nothing. I get why they were doing it to show that this little island was so out there. But I just don't get why it was so long each time. (laughs) I think it was all to do with their pagan rituals. Lots of singing and dancing in order to appease the gods, so to speak, or their yeah. gods. I don't know. I guess that's just, that's just how I see it. Like you, like you said, Ryan, for uh, how people see the witch and they don't get it. I just Like you said, I don't know what was so horror about it. It was a cop walking, and then you know the ending happens. I just The ending was usually great, <laughs> um, <laughs> but... I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, it's certainly a weird one. Now, have you, uh, either of you guys seen the Nicolas Cage version? Yeah. No. no. All right. So just you, Mike, and, and now I've I've only seen the ridiculous clips they that you people always play online. You know the sort of memes that have come out of it. Um, it, it was the same type of even tone in the Nicolas Cage one. Like, what was that like? Um. Well, it was starring Nicolas Cage, obviously, so it's a little right. more uh, overacted. And I think the cop from the original did a way better. I don't know his actual name, but he, I think he Edward, did. A, it's uh, Edward Woodward. Yeah, Woodward. Edward Woodward. Well, I think he did a much, obviously, a much better job than Nicolas Cage, being mm-hmm. very um, uh, puzzled and you know questioning everything. Nicolas Cage, he just came out more frustrated throughout the whole movie. He was just like, you know, tell me, tell me. He's like screaming in people's faces. And <laughs> and then he punches a girl in the face. Go Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, he just straight up punches her in the face. And uh, it, it's more goofy. Uh, the last scene doesn't really hold a candle to the original because no. it's Nicolas Cage overacting, which well, everybody's probably seen at this point. You know, now, do you think... Do you think Nicolas Cage was actually acting in it, or they just had Nicolas Cage on this island and they didn't, they just didn't explain to him what was going on and they had a camera running? He looked, <laughs> he looked frustrated enough, like he didn't know what was going on, like he was just yelling at the actors to tell him what the story was about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just way goofier than the original. The original, I think, maybe the reason why I didn't get into it because it took itself so seriously. And then the remake, which I think was made in 06, I'm not positive, but I think that took itself too uh, goofy. It was just over the top. See, there's also, did you know there's also a sequel? Um, It's called The Wicker Tree. Um, What? Yeah, there's a sequel. Came out about, I think it was about three years ago. Might be a little bit longer. I've not seen it myself. But uh, yeah, there's a a sequel called The Wicker Tree. Um. So it might be, it could be a chuckle just watching that and uh, 
seeing how bad it really is. And see, it's a sequel to the original. Yes, it's a sequel to the Wicker Man. But um, yeah, I mean, I've not I've not checked it out myself, but I might have to uh, try and find a copy of it just to see. Yeah, it was made in two thousand eleven, and uh, right. it, it, it's three point yeah. nine in IMDb. Yeah, there you go. And it's it's directed by the same guy that did the original. Wow. Yeah. Well, then. that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be watching that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I might try and find a copy and then tell you guys all about it. You know. Yeah, you know what? That would that could work, Shane. I'm, yeah. okay, I'm okay with that. I'm being having a little distance between me and that movie. I think it sounds pretty good. <laughs> I'll just I'll stick with another uh, another watching of Blue Monk. Christopher Lee does make a cameo in it, though. No. Yep, he is old gentleman. Ah. Oh my god! Yep. Okay. Yeah. So now you guys are watching it, aren't you? Because he's a legend and all, you got to see his movies, right? Yeah, and he's never bad in anything. Ryan, come on. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, you said he's never bad in anything, so you got to watch it, even if it is just uh. a cameo. You set yourself up on that for that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of his last movies. Yeah. Good lord. So yeah, I just find it hard to believe that he's gone. Well, he's with us in our in our hearts. Oh yes, and in in our jugulars. Yes. Yep. Definitely. So yeah, that's what we got. Um. So the um the windmill, I think we could all say definitely check out some great new horror. Yeah, I think all of us would recommend that. Oh yeah, definitely. It's awesome. Good time. Um, the witch. I know both. Uh, Mike and I are in love with, so I, I think I think that's like necessary horror watching. Um, you know, if you're if you're getting into horror, you want to sort of stretch out your um, your horror legs and look into something that's a little different. You, you should definitely check out The Witch. It's unique in how good it is, and that it's not a traditional horror movie. It's something entirely different. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to try and check that out over the weekend. And along the same lines, The Wicker Man is not a traditional horror movie. It's something completely entirely different. But I don't know that I would recommend it myself. Personally, I would. But you're just wrong. So that's what I'm going to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make a very compelling argument, Shane. So. Yeah, well, uh, who's going to argue with a Brit? I mean, come on. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. It is a British movie, right? Yeah, yeah it is. So, yeah. Um... So that's just about it for today. Um, yeah. Everybody, you know, uh, again, thanks to Nick Jongarius for uh, doing the interview this afternoon. And um, everyone check out UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. Uh, go to HorrorPack.com slash go slash UHM podcast and, you know, help support our podcast. We uh, we got to afford to get Shane another microphone. This one's hanging on by uh, a bad minute. Uh, Bated breath. I think it's it's still working right now. It hasn't exploded yet. Yay! That's all good. And um, yeah, I mean, you guys, you can catch me. I'm on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo. As am I um, at at Dead Cell Society. Um, and and, uh, and I'm on Facebook. Mike, you have any contacts? You're on Facebook. <laughs> I'm still on Facebook too. You can, I use Facebook more. I'm the uh, I'm one of the admin for you know Facebook uh, UHM group, so you can catch me there too. Yeah, as as am I. Ryan's not worthy enough to be. No, I'm not. I'm not allowed. Yeah, he's not worthy. Frank decided I, I did not have the power. Uh, I would wield it like, 
like Thor and crush my enemies. <laughs> so where me, I just uh, I just like ignore people who look shady and don't add them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, well, yeah. So yeah, me and Ryan are on Twitter. Mike, you have Twitter as well, don't you? But you yeah, but use I, it. I posted one thing, and I think it was about cats and like uh, these three cats that dressed up from Pulp Fiction. And I oh, think okay. I posted well, that about three years ago. Uh, okay. Maybe I'll get on it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, dude, get I, I on don't it. Know. And, I I don't like Twitter. It is it is mostly useless. Like <laughs> I go on this stream and it's just a thousand friggin' postings of nonsense from people I don't really care about too much. Yeah, but maybe I'm using it wrong. I don't know. Hey, I just signed up to Instagram this week. Ugh. I like well, Instagram. I'm, I'm too I'm too yeah. old to put up with that nonsense. I feel like <laughs> Twitter is like Facebook with less features. And Instagram is like Twitter with less features. Yeah, but that's why I like Twitter and Face and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm an old, I'm an old man. I'm setting my ways. Old man, don't take the piss. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, but yeah. On so, yeah. on another note, on another note, we have to point this out since we started it the last time. How's your beard coming along, Ryan? Oh, my beard is quite excellent. Yeah, um, it's. Oh yeah, she's really filling out now. Ah, she. Uh, it's it's ah. got it. Oh yeah, of course. It's gotten to the point where Elisa is now complaining about it, so it's at the just the right length. Okay, cool. See, my beard is about an <laughs> inch in length now, so it's getting there. I'm kind of tempted with the idea of like possibly braiding it at some point. Oh, oh God, um, no. You know, <laughs> you know, just just like some sort of Viking. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> if I can get there, I might get a part on Game of Thrones. You never know. Um, you know, some like hapless villager. I kind of look the part if I grew my hair again, because <laughs> I've got naturally blonde hair. So if I grew my hair a bit again, I'd look like a proper Viking, you know, because yeah. back in the day when I had really long hair and I had a beard. I got asked if I took part in like actual like, live action reenactments, and I was like, no. Um, but you know, I suppose I could get away with it this time. If I bulk up a bit, you know, put on a bit of muscle, work out a bit more, you know, I could get away with it. Please go then on. You can carry. Then you can carry Thor's hammer. Yeah, possibly. See, I could look like Thor if I was toned up and wasn't so fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could I could look like Chris Hemsworth too. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, all you gotta do is just bleach your hair, you'll be sorted. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, have you guys been watching Ash vs. Evil Dead? No, you know what? I'm waiting for the entire the, uh, the whole season to finish. Right. And then I'm just gonna I'm gonna binge through the whole thing. Okay. I don't like it. What? Don't like what? it. What? Don't like it. I'll say it again. I don't like it. You fucking heathen, Mike. <laughs> Come at me. Come at me, bro. Oh, no, my a... beard, it's doing well. Thanks for asking. But, yeah, um... right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we saw your beard. Yeah, it's pitiful. <laughs> Ash vs. Evil Dead is is a mediocre at best show. Don't take your beard concerns out <laughs> on Bruce Campbell. Right. Yeah. He's great in it. It's just, ah, it's so much CGI. Yeah, but let's face it. Do you know, I was really actually impressed the other day because when I posted up on Twitter about it uh, and I put the hashtag Ash versus Evil Dead, it actually came up with a little chainsaw. And I was <laughs> really quite, yeah, it came up with a little chainsaw icon next to the Ash versus Evil Dead. I was really quite impressed with that. That's I was awesome. Like, so fucking cool. But um, yeah, I'm loving Ash versus Evil Dead so far. It's actually cracking me up something chronic. 
Um, I will also like to point out the Exorcist TV show is actually really good. You know, I was really? pre- I was prepared to shit on that pretty hard, but a yeah. lot of people are saying that. Yeah, it's wow. It's so good. I am really enjoying it. Uh, Holy crap! I've got. I would have never called that. I would like I saw the the trailer for it or whatever. I'm like, this is dumb. Not watching it. Seriously, man, give it a watch because it is really yeah. fucking good. And I love. Listen, man, I've got my my queue is so built up. Oh. But, but I have no time to watch anything. I got you know they got that Ash versus Evil Dead. I gotta watch the Flash. I gotta watch the Arrow. I gotta watch Luke Cage. I've got so many other things I gotta knock out. I mean, you're talking like a hundred hours right there. See, I've got. What am I watching at the moment? I'm watching The Exorcist, American Horror Story. We've just finished up Fear the Walking Dead. We've got Walking Dead starting next week. Um, oh God! So you watch all the horror things. I just watch yeah. comic book shows. <laughs> see, see, I live and breathe horror. This is the thing. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm loving it. I'm loving what I'm watching. Um, but yeah, Exorcist, I can't recommend it enough. Wow. I'm really, really enjoying it. And I'll tell you something else as well. It was I thought it was fantastic when at the end of the first episode they actually had played Tubular Bells, the theme from The Exorcist, in the last as the uh, end credits. And that really added chill factor and goosebumps to it. It was brilliant. I loved Where it. Where would you say the Exorcist falls on a scale from Wicker Man to the Witch? <laughs> um, I'd say it was probably more along the lines of the Witch. Okay, <laughs> not having seen it. <clears throat> not having seen it. Right. But then again, things could change. I might be one of those people who's like, "Oh, that movie was really bad." You know, like, oh my god, it could be one of those things. But I will say, no, I'm really enjoying The Exorcist. It is really good. Um, so as and when people get the chance to watch it, do watch it because I'm, I'm loving it. All right. There you have it, folks. High praise from Shane, the exorcist TV show. Yes. So, um, yeah, hit us up with it. You know, anything you guys want us to actually watch or review, uh, let us know. I think we're, uh, we're planning a pretty trashy next episode. Um, we're definitely going to cover blue monkey. So that's going on there. <laughs> and I know I, wa- I watched toxic adventure today. And I've got a lot of thoughts on that movie that I'd like to bring up. I haven't Good, because I, I better not have watched Blue Monkey for nothing. <laughs> oh <my laughs> See, I've not seen either. I haven't seen Toxic Avenger for well, 30 years. Yeah, but you, you've seen it once. Yeah, I was 12, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, speaking of Toxic Avenger, if, if we're going to cover that next episode for you, Shane, and for everybody else... If you go on YouTube, on Troma's YouTube channel, they have all the Toxic Avengers are free. Sergeant Kabuki Man is free. Like, most of their awesome movies from the 80s and 90s are free up there. Okay, you'll have to send me a link so I can check it out. Oh, yeah, it's it's just Troma's YouTube channel. It's like they're legit. Here you go. Here's a bunch of free movies. Okay. It's super awesome. And Blue Monkey is the other one I should watch, is it? Well, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just get ready for the bluest monkey you've ever seen in your life. Okay. All right. And he doesn't say that often. Yeah, right. Okay. That's that's high blue monkey praise. Blue monkey. <laughs> I mean, if you Blue monkey to me sounds like some dodgy porn flick from the 70s. <laughs> it, it wasn't terrible. Okay. <laughs> oh. It's... So, yeah. Look forward to that next time. Um, until then, guys, I think that's pretty much all we got for right now. What do you say? 
Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, what I'm good. good. All right, guys. So uh, thanks for joining us, and um, we'll see you next time. Bye for now. See ya.